The text that was just read for you, <clears throat> probably dialed it back just a bit. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. The text that Matt just read, Hebrews chapter 1, I'd invite you to take your Bibles and turn um, with me there. That's all right, we are well coordinated. The Holy Spirit takes care of all of those details. Merry Christmas to every single one of you. You are the stalwarts that are here this morning, and I am so proud of you. I was actually surprised how many people asked me over the last couple of weeks, are you, are you guys, like, are you having church on Christmas Day? And I would say, I'm surprised you're asking me that question. It is a Sunday, and we worship the Lord on the Lord's Day. So yes, and just for planning purposes, a little bit of a heads up. I, I checked already, and um, Easter is going to be on a Sunday this year, okay? So make sure that on your calendars, you mark that, and you plan to be here on Easter. <clears throat> it may be a little bit for this year, but I heard of a great idea, um, Maybe for next year, parents, you know, sometimes the kids get a little bit anxious this time of the year. Um, what I was told, you can, you can do this, just take some extra boxes, extra small boxes, empty, wrap them up so that they look beautiful and put them under the tree, okay? And whenever the kids are acting up in any way, just take one of those and toss them into the fireplace and, and you, just watch, you just watch the faces of the kids. And I tell you what, they, they come into line pretty quickly. We really have one goal. You, you sound it amazing. It was like a choir here this morning. Thank you, Matt, and the rest for leading us. We, we have one goal. We have one goal this morning that we would see Jesus, that, that we would make much of Jesus. Uh, Psalm 115 says, not unto us, not unto us, but to your name be the glory. And that, that's our focus this morning, that we would get a, a, a better glimpse, all, all the tinsel, all the lights, full stomachs, presence, that we would get a glimpse of the glory of God, the radiance of his glory this morning. Would you bow your heads and pray with me as we just seek the Lord's help this morning as we together hear a word from him. Pray with me. Father, we do, we, we Lord, have our heads bowed this morning, a day that we have set apart from others just, just to recognize and celebrate the arrival of baby Jesus, of King Jesus. And Lord, our, our heads are bowed as a sign of our submission to your authority. That in a sense, I know that we're gathered here in this church on the Lord's day, but in a sense, we gather with heads bowed before your throne of grace. Father, we ask, Lord, to you that you would just reveal yourself to us. I pray, Lord, especially for people this morning that are struggling. Struggling in, in a sense of whether it be physical pain, emotional duress and stress, loneliness. 
Father, whatever it is, you, you've created us. You've formed us. And Lord, you see deep inside each one of our, our hearts the depth of our soul. And, and only you can minister. And we pray right now that your Holy Spirit would, would speak to us. That we would hear a word from you. Father, I just adore, we together adore you. We thank you for the gift of salvation that is offered. That even as we celebrate the manger, we know what is in the future. And the pain and the suffering of the cross that Christ endured on our behalf, on my behalf, for our sins. And we rejoice that you loved us so much that you offered your own son to suffer and die. Father, as we focus for a few moments on you, I pray, Lord, that you'd give me clarity of thought and mind and speech. May we see you this morning. May we hear you. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen and amen. One of the things I enjoy doing is, is examining every single year, like what, what are the hot gifts that people are, are giving to one another or getting you know, the top 10 list for 2022. And what, what I found this year, a lot of them are just really, it's just focused on, on you. Like um, there's, there's the Blackbird 4K, the $99 drone is one of the greatest inventions. Like that's been out for a while, but this one, the Cosmic Scope, allows you to see everything from miles away like you're standing next to it. A Cosmic Scope is actually like number two on the list this year. Um, a headlamp, flashlights haven't changed in the last hundred years until now. Like, really? It's a flashlight. The, the, the one that probably got my, I, I was just, I was like, I don't, people are struggling. Okay, they're, they're struggling for a sense of, of calm and, and peace. And we know today that one of the greatest problems that people suffer with is insomnia. They, they can't sleep. They're nerved up. They're worked up. So people are trying all kinds of things like just, I just need to like, I just need to take a, like a chill pill. Actually, one of the top gifts of 2022 is called the chill pill, no doubt. And it's not even a pill. L listen to this, okay? Um, the chill pill is actually, in, so, somebody might be opening one of these today. So I'm not busting on you, okay? That's okay. But, but just think, this is a new, it's a handheld device, a lot of you go to sleep with something in your hand, I'm sure, right? Uh, a new handheld device, not an actual pill. You hold your hand while you go to sleep. It sends safe electronic pulses that calm your brain and help lull you into a deep sleep in just a few minutes. If you struggle to sleep quickly at night or find yourself waking up frequently, this could be the invention that you've been waiting for. A, it delivers pulses of low-intensity electric currents that help you fall asleep fast and stay asleep. So you're actually being electrocuted while you are just dozing off. It's backed by science, tested to be completely safe. I wouldn't take it underwater if I were you, personally. And then finally, it's easy to use. Just, just simply hold on to the device as you drift off to La La Land. You know, I, I kind of thought for a moment, there's a lot of attention on, on trying to, like, soften, appease, comfort, lull you. 
what I would actually suggest is by you focusing on you all the time, that's actually not going to help you sleep. You realize that? In a sense, what we need to learn to do this morning, and Christmas morning is a perfect, is to kind of switch the focus onto, in all of the excitement of Christmas, I, I, I have like a really, really brilliant idea. Let's put our focus entirely on Christ. In a sense, this morning we're going to look at the fact that he's the one in control. He's the one who rules and reigns over us. So I, this morning I was thinking, as we write kind of back-to-back, weren't we just here like a couple hours ago as well? And, and I, what I wanted to focus on was the fact that, yes, there's the baby in a, a manger, baby in a manger, but he doesn't stay in a manger. We know that Christ, what, rules on the throne. He is King Jesus. I always think about this, and I don't know why at Christmas time, what I have written, I've written. Do you remember who said that? Do you remember when the Jews were ticked because, because above the, the, the head of Jesus on the cross, it says, what, Jesus, the king of the Jews, in Aramaic and, and Greek. And, and, the, and the Jewish people were ticked about this. And they go to Pilate and they say, can you change that? Say that, that he, he said he was king of the Jews. And Pilate says, hey, what, what I've written, I've written. At some level, a lost man, arguably, we don't know his heart, but apparently, understands the reign that exists, the rule that exists. That's what I want to focus on this morning. Just that word this morning, rule or reign, is defined as the exercise of power by a sovereign. The term by which a sovereign rules, widespread influence, dominance to exercise sovereign power and within those words reign or rule or sovereign closely connected it indicates a presumption of power a presumption of power you ever think about this for a moment how much power do you have well someone's like i can i can i can deadlift what is the term i don't know i can bench lift 265 pounds that's a lot of power no not talking about that kind of power Somebody else says, well, I have an entire staff, and they report to me, and, and they'll bring me a coffee, whatever. Like, that's, no, not that type of power. How many people have ever gotten sick before? A flu? You can raise your hand. A, a, a bug? Okay, like those moments that we just want to forget and write out in all of our life. How many people here, in a sense, take a, a vitamin, and when something begins to, like, you get a little bit of a sniffle, there's a little bit of a sore throat, something happens, all of a sudden, like, we're hitting the, the vitamin cabinet, and we're, the kale drinks, and the blueberries, and superfoods, and, like, I'm going to stop this thing. I'm going to just halt it. And, and perhaps, but for the most part, it hits us. I mean, at times, just full force and i i don't think it's a stretch to say that you really have like no clue when you're going to to get sick you have no clue how long you're going to to stay sick you have no idea in all honesty how long your life is going to last 
you, you, you realize that I'm not saying, okay, like be wise, steward your body well and eat right and exercise and wear your little bike helmet and your seatbelt. Like do those things, but let me assure you of this. You will not add one day to your life. You understand that? Understand the, the truth of Scripture. We know that life is, is a mist. It's here one moment, and it's gone the next. Let me remind you what it says in Job chapter 14. Since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you, you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass. Which means God, in a sense, has a calendar, and, and there's a particular hour, a day. Let me remind you of this. No one dies early. You realize that? Yeah, but, but we all know someone. Wait, no one dies. God is in charge. God reigns and God rules. And guess what? And we're reminded of this on Christmas Day 2022. You don't have the authority. You don't rule and you don't reign. Scripture is filled with how we get a glimpse of, of God's glory all the way throughout Scriptures. I was reading just, just recently in Psalm chapter 47. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The text that Matt just drew our attention to, I, I would like for us to pause on that for just a few moments this morning. There's a couple things that we just extract from that. And, and as we, we kind of pull those phrases out, we just stand in awe of God in his authority, in his fullness, in his majesty, in his, in his glory. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the words will be in front of you. It says this, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. Listen to this, whom he, he appointed the heir of all things. Through him also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God. The exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word. Just the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high the word of the lord thanks be unto god you know there is there is so much here and I, and I know that there's a lot of activities that wait for the rest of the day but just pause our hope is that we see jesus as the author of hebrews here is writing it's been 400 years 400 years approximately since god had spoken through the prophets but recently he has done something far greater than that. He has spoken through Jesus Christ himself. And, and we see a couple things here. And the first one we see is that Jesus rules as the heir of all things. Whom he appointed the heir of all things. Just pause on this word heir for a moment. I read just this week that heirship follows sonship. 
Now, you and I know something that an heir is directed not only to the position a person holds, but to the person that they actually are. It's, it's who they are that matters. Maybe, maybe you have inherited something before. Now, we oftentimes think about maybe, you know, uh, the wealthy uncle that passes away and, and you get something. But, but think about, in a sense, um, what we have inherited from our parents, grandparents. One of my grandfathers went bald at an unusually early age. Um, and I have inherited, in a sense, uh, one of um, my... my <laughs> I was going to say my father, my mother. Both, both of them kind of have like a distinctly large nose. They're just kind of, and, and it's something I inherit it. Like we, we, in a sense, absorb. It's who we are. Maybe you've inherited something of value, of worth. When grandpa died, you got his car. In our particular case, when, when Grampy George died, we got his flannel shirt. We still have his flannel shirt. It's just something special for us. It's neat to think of, but think for a moment, if one is king, the entire kingdom, in a sense, is transferred, is given. When Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, the second member of the Trinity, what? As God, who designed the whole universe, not only is the heir, but he's the creator of all. Therefore, in the end, as he gathers together all of the redeemed humanity, those whom he has planted since the very foundations of the earth were set, after his final redemption, everything will be given to him. He is the heir of everything. Can, can you just imagine this? It's not... It's not, here you go, son, here's, here's grandmom's ring. No, it's not that. And it's not, it's not even, here you go, here's the Grand Canyon. Here's Mount Everett. It's not even that. Here's Niagara. Or, or, or here's the sun. The Milky Way. It's, it's not even that. The animal kingdom, the plant kingdom. It's what? The entire redeemed world, in a sense, the kingdom of God is his. We all know the well-known quote of Abraham Kuyper. He says, there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry out, mine. So, so this morning, when we begin to see that little tiny baby in a manger, we've got to understand, in a sense, that he is appointed the heir of everything. Do, do you begin to hear and see? There is nothing outside of the hand of or the control of King Jesus that we would see him is our goal this morning. Not only does Jesus rule as the heir of all things, but Jesus rules as the radiance of the glory of God. This word radiance is an interesting word. It's a great word. It's a pogsma in, in Greek. And it literally means, it literally translates the brightness. 
So think about the light bulb. Okay, this isn't the light bulb. This is what comes off of the light bulb. This is the radiance of the glory of God. Jesus is, literally. Jesus is what? God shining. This is what, this is what Paul meant when he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let light shine out of darkness. That means that Jesus is what is the shining forth of God. Jesus is the manifestation of God. Well, what does God look like? We all wonder that. Well, look at Jesus. I don't think we, we, we pause on his physical appearance. It really doesn't even matter. But we pause on his attributes. We pause on his character. And every single time we look at Jesus revealed to us, particularly in the Gospels, we get a glimpse of God. That's the reason I think that Christmas is such a cool time. Where we see what? Humility. Philippians chapter 2. He humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You see, when we, we see that, we begin to get an understanding of a willingness to offer himself to die in place of where we actually deserve it. We actually deserve that, that punishment, that eternal separation. That, that's what we deserve as we, what, in our sin nature, just simply live out our assault against the holy God in our lives, in our thinking, in our actions, in our selfishness, in the focus that we have on ourselves. Only, only God himself could love that much. You, you realize that. And there's a the reminder what, that we see Christ in moments like this. Jesus rules as the heir of all things. Jesus rules as the radiance of the glory of God. Jesus rules by the word of his power. It says that he upholds the universe by the word. Remember I said, like, how much power do you have? And I go, oh man, I'm doing pretty good. No, no, not that type of power. <laughs> and when you speak, how, how much authority exists in your words? Young, young parents, okay, you got, you, got a, you, got a, you got a tough time reining in an 18-month-old. Like, that's true. Sorry. Like, we don't have a lot. And yet, in a sense here, Jesus is ruling over everything by a spoken word. I love how Paul describes. Didn't someone just read this Colossians chapter 1 this morning as well? Did you get my notes? Did someone, you read that. Listen to this again. These guys totally stole my thunder. Colossians chapter 1. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. The Colossians were struggling with understanding this. Thus the reason that Paul says what all things were created through him and for him. Not for you. Listen. And he is before all things. And in him all things are held together. 
It's, it's like every, ever consider this for a moment, like just, and step back, and some of this goes back to our science class. That thing about the earth, okay, is a ball that weighs, and I don't know how they weighed this thing, okay, six sextillion tons. That's six with 21 zeros behind, and it just hangs there. Nothing holds it up. And it's moving around the sun, traveling 900 million miles per year at 67,000 miles an hour. And it's moving around. It's still spinning 1,000 miles an hour. You and I go to the fair in the summertime. We ride the Tilt-A-Whirl, and we're struggling. Remember the cup and saucer? (laughs) I'll leave a family story on that. But we, we struggle just, and yet that's the world in a sense. Let me, let me give you a little bit here. If the earth's rotation slowed down, we would immediately freeze or burn. The sun has a surface temperature of 12,000 degrees Fahrenheit. If it was any closer or further, we would burn to death or freeze to death. The earth is tilted at an exact angle of 23 degrees, which enables us to have four seasons. If it weren't tilted precisely like that, we wouldn't have four seasons. Vapors from the oceans would move north and south, piling up continents of ice. If the moon did remain in its exact distance from the earth, the ocean tides would inundate the land completely twice a day. If the ocean slipped to a few feet deeper than it is, carbon dioxide and oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere would be completely absorbed. No vegetation life would exist on the planet. If our atmosphere didn't remain constant but thinned out, horrible things would happen. You wouldn't be able to breathe, and meteors which are burned up because of the density of the atmosphere would come flying through, raining hellfire on us at all times. Did you see at some, yes, there is great intentional and perfect order all by his spoken word that we would see Christ, that we would see him. Albert Einstein died a broken man. He died a dispirited man. He died a disappointed man. Because it's recorded that he he got down deeper and deeper and deeper into the fabric that makes up the atomic elements of life. And when he got down to the very bottom, there was a force. There was a power that held it all together, which he could not identify. Why? Because it couldn't be seen, it couldn't be measured, it couldn't be quantified, it couldn't be tested. Why? Because it's the invisible power of God, the Son of God, holding up everything. That we would see Jesus, the single reason that things stay in orbit, the single reason that things stay predictable for us. This morning as we read the Christmas story, watch the sun coming up another day, another gift. 
The reason that things stay in such a pattern that we know and, and can be trusted, it upholds everything by the word of his power. The whole universe hangs on the arm of Jesus Christ. And it's his unsearchable wisdom. It's his boundless power that are made known, that are manifested by his governing, by his directing, his ruling, his steering, his speaking. All of it complicated movements that exist simply at his created word. And it's, it's mind-boggling to think of a little baby who took on the form so he could what? Could identify. He could, he could, as we talked about last night, the transference, what? So that his righteousness could be placed upon us and our unrighteousness placed upon him that caused the pain and the suffering, the agony of the cross. It's mind-boggling that we would see Jesus. Fourthly and finally, we extract from Hebrews chapter 1, Jesus rules. Perhaps this is the greatest news of it all. Jesus rules by forgiving sin and sitting down at the right hand of his Father after making purification for sins. Can, can, can you do that? Mr. I can bench 265 pounds. Like, can you make purification for sins? It says, after that, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This text speaks of God coming to rule and concludes with the most important part, the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is Savior, one who saves, Redeemer, one who redeems, Rescuer, one who rescues of all. Not only is he heir, not only is he what? Radiant glory. Not only does he uphold everything simply by his spoken word, but he deals with the ugliness and the grossness and the filth and the vileness of our own sin of my heart and your hearts he deals with that once and for all and and it says that he does it he he cleanses us he cleans us purifies washes all the filth and the dirt away i do not ever approach a pulpit without praying Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Purge me with his hope that I shall be clean. Wash me. Make me whiter than snow. First John speaks what? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to cleanse us. You, you realize when you ponder that truth... You're not going to have to like fall asleep with a chill pill, sending electronic whatever through whatever. That you rest, that you rest well on that. You rest well knowing that what? God not only has created me, God not only loves me unconditionally, but God deals with once and for all the brokenness, the sinfulness of our own hearts. And, and finally, it's, it's why we know his work is sufficient. We, we know this because of how this, this, this word, this verse, 
is given to us. That's why it says that he sat down. When do you generally sit down? When do you come home at night and take off your shoes? When? When the job's done. And, and he sits down. It's ex cathedra. It's a position of authority. It's done. Jesus cried out, what? It's almost finished. Got a little bit more to do. No. Last night we quoted Ijaz Khan who says, we need, we, we need some help here. No, we need a lot more than help in our redemption. We need a redeemer. Jesus cried out, it is finished. So what? That we would see Jesus. Look at, listen to Jesus seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. A seat of prominence. Who actually what? says that he's interceding on our behalf. We go directly to God the Father in the name of, in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. From, from a little tiny manger to what? To the throne room. Jesus came to rule. Does, does, he, does, does he rule in your own hearts this morning? Have you come to a place where you can, you can simply surrender and submit to his authority? Like quit, quit playing around and quit pretending that you're going to run your life. You don't have a clue what this week is going to hold. You don't have a clue what 2023 is going to hold. But I tell you what we do know, that when we see Jesus, everything is safe in his hands. This morning, as you unwrap the gifts that have been graciously been given to you, you, don't, you, you didn't earn them, you didn't deserve that, and yet other people who loved you, like, here you go. And you unwrap that, just remember what you can unwrap this morning in the greatest gift. God offering his own son to live and to die on your behalf. Father, we are amazed at who you are, and I, I pray, and we, we can celebrate, and we can have fun, and we can stuff our bellies. But Lord, I, I would pray that more than anything else this day, and this, this upcoming week, that we would see Jesus. And we give you all the praise. Him being the heir of all things. The radiant glory. Everything is upheld. Every molecule is in his control. And we thank you, Lord, that all of that was directed toward each one of us in the expression, the greatest expression of love that could ever be given. The sacrifice the atoning of our sins. And we thank you for that. Lord, my prayer as we sing and head out, that we would not be hearers of the word only, but we would be doers. We would respond to your authority. We would submit to your rule and to your reign. And that we would delight in who Jesus is. Give us the strength to do that. We ask this in his name. The name above all names. Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.